Hey there, and welcome to episode 12 of Scopophilia, the podcast. We are a millennial movie movement here to bring you the millennial perspective every week, every time. And now, of course, as always, I am your host, Becky Teller, here with another movie, another interview, another amazing time. And I'm glad that you're here with me. I really am. You look good. Quarantine has been treating you well, positive vibes, all of those good things. We love that. Now, it's hard to believe that we are already on episode 12, but here we are. And for episode 12, I put this specifically where it is because I know that some of you are more than likely in college and you're doing the online schooling, you're doing the quarantine life, and now you have to do finals week on top of that. It's been a hard year and I realize it's difficult to do school online. I am definitely no stranger to how difficult online schooling can be, but this episode I decided to put here specifically as a reminder to stay inspired, as a reminder to continue working hard, and a reminder that your hard work is going to pay off. Now, this is an episode I recorded in January of 2020, right before quarantine things started happening, right before we really understood the full grasp of coronavirus and quarantine and, you know, all of the things that kind of seem normal now at this point. Um, But it's an interview that I did with my friend Tom Huber, who I've known for a very long time. And we are talking about his favorite film, Rudy. And I think this interview was so special and so important to put out now because it really goes into the story, not so much about football, but into the story of how hard Rudy as a character works for what he wants in life and how that hard work pays off for him in, you know, big ways, small ways, all of those things. So without giving too much away, I hope this interview leaves you feeling inspired as it did me when I finished recording. So without further ado, my interview with Tom Huber about his favorite film, Rudy. Enjoy! Scopophilia, it's the newest thing to hit the market. Defined as deriving aesthetic pleasure from looking at something, it's the new craze sweeping the nation. Taken in large doses, side effects can include an addictive nature to have more film content. If this increase occurs, consult no one and keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of Scopophilia, the podcast. I am, of course, your host, Becky Teller, and I'm so happy to have my friend Tom Huber on the show. Hi, Tom. Hey, what's up, Becky? You know, just hanging. This has been months in the making. Yeah. We are finally here to talk about Rudy. 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 Yeah. I text you. I said, Tom, what's your favorite movie? I was not sure what the answer was going to be. It is my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. And what is it about Rudy that you were like, yeah, that's, this is my favorite movie. This is the one I want to talk about. I mean, it's a lot of things. Um, growing up Irish, mm-hmm. you had the root for Notre Dame. Right. On top of that, playing football my entire life with my dad and my family, mm-hmm. you know, big football people. Um, so you add that to it. And then it's just a big inspirational movie. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. It, um, 
it's got so much to it. Um, it helped me out through a lot of things with like school and, um, but it, it, for me, it just always encompassed like, it, I've always said like football, how should I put it? Football is like life. Mm-hmm. There's things that you go through that you take what you learned from football and apply it to life. And Rudy, I think it's just the, the epitome of that. Well put. That's right. Yeah. I mean, life knocks you down. So does football. Right. And you get back up and you mm-hmm. try and make a goal. That's right. Yeah. And so what is like kind of the shortest synopsis that you can give of Rudy? Of Rudy? Yeah. So Rudy was, okay, so based on the movie, that's yeah. what we're going off of. Um, Rudy was uh, an undersized football player at his local, at his high school. Mm-hmm. Um, his dream was always to play for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um Going to get in. Obviously, he's undersized. Notre Dame's the powerhouse football school. You know, besides all your southern schools, you know, mm-hmm. Alabama. I mean, Notre Dame, it's it's the peak. Yeah. Um, and he, I believe he lived pretty close, not too far. I think he was still in Illinois. Um, or Indiana, rather. Um, but, so he's trying, and his whole family has gone through living in his dad, I would say it was like the Archie Bunker dad who yeah. had a factory job where they worked at a, you know, a sheet metal plant or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, was able to provide for his whole family. Something you probably wouldn't see today. <laughs> um, no kidding. But that was going to be his legacy. He's going to take the reins after his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe his dad was like the foreman. Yeah. Um, and like a steel mill, right? Yeah. It's like a yeah. steel mill. Um, and then after the death of his best friend had a, an accident, mm-hmm. um, he decided that it was, you know, time to go on to try to get into Notre Dame. Well, he had to get his academics up. Mm-hmm. So he went to a, a local community college, but it was more of a like Christian uh, yeah. or a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. That was like a sister school to them, not far from, um, you know, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, basically works his tail off to get to get the chance to play. Notre Dame. So just to get into Notre Dame, he has to work his tail off to get the academics for it. Yeah. That's not even the physical aspect of playing ball yeah. for Notre Dame. Um, you know, he he becomes really good friends um with the with a I can't think of his name right now. Um but he's the guy that plays happy in all oh, the um, yeah, yeah. the Iron Man series. Becomes friends with him and he um basically tutors him and he had the plan the the deal was that he would tutor him get him through classes as long as he could help him meet girls yeah and you know d-bob d-bob yeah that's what it is um and he uh basically they they do helps him get through and mm-hmm. he gets after i believe it's a couple years of trying yeah and you see throughout the movie the rejection letters and the rejection letters and i mean he is just working his tail off for this um he finally gets in mm-hmm. and um, then now he has to play football or try. So he yeah. has to do a walk on and you could tell, I mean, he's playing against the the best college football players out there who are going to go on to the NFL and big and guys, too. big guys. And they put him as a defensive, I believe a defensive end, mm-hmm. which is typically a role for someone really fast, really strong, um, you know, a nice build and Rudy's none of that, <laughs> um, but he has heart. Yeah. And that's how he, makes the team um you know he he's basically practice squad mm-hmm. the whole time he's getting beat up 
for the other his entire time there. Mm-hmm. He'll never dress a game. Yeah. And to be officially listed as a player on Notre Dame, you have to at least dress one game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got no shot. Um, but every day he's in there getting his his rear uh <laughs> kicked in and he's yeah. really um I mean he's putting it all out there. He's got the most heart, um, you know, bruises, bumps, you know, probably broken things and he pushed through it. Yeah. Um and then at one point it's coming up towards the senior year, or before that actually, he talked to one of the the head coach. Head coach said, We'll get you in a game, mm-hmm. we'll get you to dress. Well, he gets replaced. Um, so the agreement never goes through with the new coach. Long story short, he, the college football players, the starters, the big guys, and, yeah. you know, all of them, they go into the coach like, listen, he, he needs to start. Here's our jerseys. We're not playing unless he, he dresses. And yeah. he eventually dresses. Um, he gets out on the field um, for one of the last plays because they're killing, I believe it's Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put in the the third strings. Why hurt your starters? So they put Rudy out there. Yeah. Um, Rudy goes out there for a, a kickoff, and he uh, he makes the tackle. Yeah. Well, he didn't know what to do, <laughs> and he stays out on the field because he didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. and he winds up getting a sack. Yeah. Which is huge, and um, it was it's just it's one of those movies that you just see someone who shouldn't be where they are where they're at. Mm-hmm. They make it. Yeah. And he made it. That's basically the the summary of Rudy in a real quick yeah. <laughs> five, six minutes. No, well done. Well Thank done. You. you hit pretty much all the major points. Yeah, I would say. Great, yeah. It's definitely, I mean, it's like the truest underdog story. Oh, yeah. Probably one of probably the truest ones out there. Um, and I, it had been years since I had seen it. And I remembered the movie a lot differently. <laughs> than what it actually is. For some reason, I thought his brother had died rather than his best friend. For some reason, his best friend hit harder because it was like his friend was the only person who like really believed in him. Right, and he wanted him to pursue his his dreams. And like every year was like, you're going to go, like get to Notre Dame, like you got to go. And like to lose him, ugh. Right, and he had family, but the family was, you know, it it was a long shot dream. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, I agree. I, it was it was devastating for him to lose his uh, best friend. Yeah. What is your, this might be a hard question, what sure. is your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part is when, well, there, <laughs> there's a lot of favorite parts. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just such a good movie. If you would have asked me this question prior to my father passing away mm-hmm. it would have been when he finally gets his acceptance letter mm. after taking it all the classes all the years of busting his butt and he finally gets in to get his dream started yeah that would have been it yeah but after my father passed it's definitely the scene when the dad gets off the bus Oh, yeah. And he's seeing that his son's going to play mm-hmm. for Notre Dame, the the family team, the team they all love. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's the most beautiful eyesight or the most beautiful thing my eyes have ever seen when he's sitting in the bleachers. And then yeah. when, you know, Rudy makes the tackle or then the sack and the dad's screaming like, that's my son. And yeah. I was like, oh, that that's hands down my favorite part because yeah. it's just a father, you know, yeah. looking at his son playing college football. The, like I said, the. You know, 
it's like the Yankees of MLB. Yeah. It's, it's Notre Dame football. Yeah. So that's definitely my favorite part of the movie. And definitely like getting, like finally getting to do his dreams after yeah. so many trials and so much hard work. Right. It's like you kind of feel the same way as his dad does almost because yeah. you're like, yes, finally, <laughs> he finally time. gets there. Yep. Oh my gosh. And like, I, so I was rewatching the movie and just thinking to myself, like, my gosh, like someone needs to believe in this kid because yeah. it's, it's his teacher and then his parents and then the school and then, and then, and then, and then. Nobody. Nobody. Nope. And like, ugh. It's just heartbreaking from, like, almost the whole movie. You're like, God, he just needs a break. Like, yeah. someone just needs to give him a chance. Yep. And that's all it was. He, he just needed that mm-hmm. that extra, that that person there. And like I said, he lost them. Um, but that just shows you he did this on his own. Yeah. He, he it, it, that's crazy what he did. Yeah. So I have my notes with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme. Um, the first thing I wrote was like immediate underdog. Cause I think the first scene is when they're kids and they're not, I think they're playing football in like yeah, the backyard they're football, yeah. and they're like, no, Rudy, like you can't play or something. But it's like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> immediately starts off that way. Yeah. It's like, you know, immediately who this kid is. Like he's the wimpy one on the team. He's too small. And it just continues from there. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jesus, someone needs to believe in this kid. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was interesting that um, there's a moment after his friend dies where he could give up on Notre Dame. He'd get married. He could, you know, have the job, have the wife, have the kids. Right. But he's like, no, I want more than that. And I thought that was a really interesting moment because I think there are many people out there who are like, I've lost my best friend in the whole world. Why would I keep going after such a tragedy? Like, it'd be so easy just to say, like, yeah, let's get married and and do that. Right. And, like, give up on your dreams. But he doesn't. He doesn't. And I think he has a lot to do with the friend. I mean, if his friend wasn't supportive of it, yeah, he probably would stop. (laughs) But he had that person, and I felt like he had to do it for him Mm -hmm. and also for himself. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I agree. He... You're right. He could have, and that, like I said, back in those days, all you had to do, you worked a factory. Mm-hmm. You had a stable house, you know, food on the table every night. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked back then and he could have had that, but yeah. he decided not to. He wanted more. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe that's, maybe it's a millennial mindset of like, you want to, you know, reach for your dreams. You want to go for your dreams. And I think we are part of the generation that's like, our parents are like, yes, go for your dreams, like do it. And he's very much in a situation of like, why you want to go after a stupid football dream. Right. And so like from my mind, from, you know, from the 2020 easy chair, I'm like, what do you mean he can't reach for his dreams? Like, of course he can. Yeah. But back then it was very easy because I think it's like the late, mid to late 50s. It starts. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, it's in that bar park. Somewhere in there. <laughs> But, like, it's in that time, it was you go to school, you get your high school diploma, you start the job, you get married, you have kids. There wasn't room for dreams back then. No. (laughs) Like I said, my college professor always said it's the Archie Bunker life. Yeah. Worked at a a factory and 
just you know, went from there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote parental approval of your dream. I guess there's something to be said about that. Like your parents being okay with your dream. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think it's definitely generational. Yeah. Like you said, I mean <laughs> I could literally tell my mom what I want to do now mm-hmm. and she'd be 100% supportive of it. Yeah. Um you know, her parents maybe not so much parents before then. Yeah. You know, it's very much hard work and this is the way it is, mm-hmm. you know. If you're going to go to school, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be this or that. Yeah. You know, it's definitely generational. Yeah. For sure. But in his father, like I said, he he wanted him to have a, a stable job mm-hmm. and just continue to basically carry on what his father did. Yeah. You can have this life too. Yeah. I don't think he, maybe eventually he would take that, but he still had things he had to do. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic between him and his father because for so long it's, stop chasing the silly football dream, like just get a job, just do this. And then when he gets accepted in Notre Dame, his dad kind of has like a flip switch of like, my son's going to Notre Dame. And he's letting the whole place know. Too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's and, beautiful seeing the fathers a support of that. Yeah. You know, it's nice to see that acceptance that I think Rudy, you can kind of see that he's like, yeah, I made dad proud. Like, yeah, exactly. That's so great. <laughs> I agree. He's not the best on the team. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but he definitely makes up for it in in passion and heart. Right. And it's funny because, like, I guess you just expect, because it's a football movie, you expect him to be, like, the star player or, like, be, like he's an underdog, but he's going to win and all this other stuff. But he's really, like, not the greatest football player. No. And that's why he's, like, he's practice squad. Yeah. And, I mean, practice squad is... They're the the people who get, I keep saying get their tail uh, tail kicked in, but that's what they do. They're there to mimic the other team's offense or defense. They're there to basically prepare the starters for what they might see against, you know, any team. And the one thing I like is he always had a motor. He'd always, no matter what, gave 100% of that play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back when I used to be at practice in football, you know, no one wanted to practice. No one wanted to be there. You had to do your yeah. runs. You had to do this. And you would see people who would just, you, they're going all out against their own teammates. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you kind of look at that and be like, what are you doing? Right. Like, relax. This isn't a game. But then you think about it, like, if that guy is going 100% against me, he's giving me his all. So I'm going to give him my all, mm-hmm. which means it's going to make me better. It's going to make me a better football player. Because if I expect everyone to run it, 50%. And then when the game comes and they're running at 100%, yeah. it's huge. Um, big difference. So you're right. He was smaller. I mean, he got beat up. Yeah. And they put him everywhere. I mean, he was mostly on the defensive line, which you got to remember, he's, I, I don't know his height, but he definitely is under Short, six foot. Definitely. Um, and, you know, the being a defensive end, he's going against offensive tackles who are six, seven, six, eight, you know, 300 pounds. Yeah. And that's not just 300 pounds of fat. I mean, that's, muscle 400 pound bench presses and yeah you know this and that these guys are going to go off to play in the nfl yeah um and that's what he's playing against and that's what he's he's preparing them and i mean in that one there's a scene in there where he's preparing the guy and the guy thinks he's like he yells at him he's like what do you think this is the super bowl yeah he's like he's out here playing like the super bowl and the coach actually goes up to that guy and he's like you know what you why just shouldn't lost, you you just lost your position you're dropping down you're not going to be 
you know, that second string. You're going to be fourth string now because that's the wrong attitude. Yeah. What's your problem? What's your problem? What's your problem? Last practice of the season, and this asshole thinks it's the Super Bowl. You just summed up your entire sorry career here in one sentence. If you had a tenth of the heart of Ronnie Goose, you could have made All-American. As it is, you just went from the third team to the prep team. Go on, get out of here. Get me another tailback. Okay, coach. Come on, let's run. And Rudy had the right attitude. Absolutely. So I think, you know, having him on that team gave him the ability to, um, you know, boost the rem- boost the heart of the players. Mm-hmm. You know, be more like Rudy. Yeah. Like they say in the game or Absolutely. in the movie. So, you know, he might not have been the strongest or the biggest, but he had the most heart. And I mean, that... It's contagious. Yeah, and it counts for something, definitely. Yeah, it does. I There's one, I don't remember what the name of the player is, but he's like, you know, you're making us all look bad. Yeah. Because he's going full out every single time. And Rudy's just like, well, why aren't you? Like, it's such a foreign concept to him of like, what do you mean you're not there 100% yeah. to like be there? Which like, damn. And I, I think if in that scene, <laughs> just a fun fact, I think in that scene... When that happens, the other guy with the guy you're talking about mm-hmm. is Vince Vaughn. Oh. Vince Vaughn's definitely in that movie, and I believe he's in that scene. <laughs> and I think that's Vince Vaughn's first movie. I think you may be right. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely right that it's Vince Vaughn. I just, <laughs> I don't know if it's the first movie, but he's he's right. in that scene when they're like, you know, cool it, and yeah. he's in there. And it, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But that, yeah, definitely Vince Vaughn. So, fun little, fun, fun little fact. fact. Yeah. Pretty good, right? Love that. <laughs> It's such a great movie, and it's it's definitely, I mean, like we've said, it's an underdog story, and I, I finished watching it, and I was like, I can do anything. Right. If Rudy can get on the Notre Dame football team, I can do anything. I'll tell you, um, first off, there's the music in that, there's a scene where there's, it's probably one of the most like inspirational and it's only um, instrumental. Yeah. There's no singing, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's a slow build. Yeah. And I am not a musical person. I don't know what it's about. I don't know the terminology of what I'm saying, <laughs> but it starts off slow and it starts mm-hmm. building in intensity. And yeah. Um, I mean, that just shows, you know, the progression of Rudy too. But I would listen to that song if I knew I had to do something, like something that I needed to get done yeah. or, you know, for me, and I'll, I don't, I don't know if this is later on in your notes, but I'll tell you the reason why you know Rudy, I picked this movie. You know, back when I graduated high school, um, you know, I had offers to play football. Yeah. You know, I could have, you know, I had offers to play at Villanova, really? a couple of schools down in Virginia. Yeah, I, I had um, some grants and some scholarships. Um, I decided not to. Um, I was very on the fence about playing football because mm-hmm. I was always, I loved playing it, but I was always afraid mm-hmm. of the next level, you know, what will be required, you know, what the people would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I graduated high school with, I think I graduated with like a 3.8 GPA. Nice. My GPA was high nice. and I felt great about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a test taker. Mm-hmm. So um, I applied to Rowan actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but they denied me because of my SATs. Oh. Uh, I had great GPA. My SATs right. weren't good. Um, so that that put a damper on it. So I decided to do community college. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was at community college my first year, I overslept all my classes. 
<laughs> I didn't go. Yeah. I just, something, well, I don't know what it was, but the structure of having, you know, uh, high school as opposed to you're on your own at college. Oh, yeah. Definitely didn't work for me. So the, for the, the first year of having, of being in college, I failed. Mm-hmm. I passed one class out of eight. Wow. Um, And then the next, the next semester after that, um, which would be my sophomore year of college, I only passed one class after that. I failed three. Um, and I lost my financial aid because mm-hmm. I was eligible for financial aid and okay. I was basically going to school for free at uh, community college. Mm-hmm. And I lost it because I just didn't care. I was right. doing other things. I was more occupied in playing video games or mm-hmm. this and that. Oversleeping was huge. Um, and then I, I actually... I switched my major. I was going for education. I don't, you know, I, I kind of missed high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to switch to law and justice mm-hmm. and took one class in it and I loved it. Um, and when I started to get my act together, I actually turned on Rudy and I watched it because I knew he went through a similar situation. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't trying to play football anywhere, but, you know, he wanted to get his degree. He wanted to be something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's in class, he's busting his butt, um, doing all the homeworks, all the research, taking the time. And you could see after all the trials and, and failures that he finally gets it. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for me. That was huge. And, you know, by the time I really got myself back on track, um, I had friends going into junior and senior years. And I was like, here, I'm still a community college. You're going to try to really bang out one year's worth of classes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started off with two classes, you know, instead of taking four or five, I did two and I would pass those. I had to see mm-hmm. in them and then I would do three and then I would do four. Mm-hmm. And for me back then, it was really upsetting to me because I had at that point, like I said, a lot of my friends were already graduated. They're, right. they're nurses, they're this, they're that. Mm-hmm. They're already off. And I'm still haven't graduated community college. Um, and then I started taking my four class, my five, and I'm passing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hurt my shoulder, so I had to get surgery. Mm-hmm. My my idea was after I was done community college and I got my degree, I was going to go into a police academy. Mm-hmm. Um, hurt my shoulder, and uh, I decided that I'm going to try to apply for Rowan again, the yeah. four year school. And I applied and I got in. Hey. And uh, you know that was probably one of the most proud moments I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the application or I got the approval about um, two weeks after graduation from community, you know, and I graduated community college after starting probably with like a 0.5 <laughs> uh, <five laughs> right. or something. Right. I graduated with a 3.2 GPA. Wow. Um, which was incredible for me. And my last year there, I actually got president's list, which means I had straight A's. Good so my you. last year at community college, straight A's, yeah. five classes, um, and I took that right over to Rowan. And Rowan, I had my hiccups there, but mm-hmm. you know I got myself together, and I was the first one in my family to to graduate a community and then a four year. So I have two well two degrees. <laughs> I have my associates and my <laughs> bachelors. Bachelors, yeah. But I do credit, and I'm I'm not lying. I do credit Rudy, yeah. the movie. I mean everything about it. As to you know what would what inspired me, absolutely he could do it, and he's going against some more odds bigger than mine, and it was that that pushed me to to be better for myself, and you know 
when I was at the four-year school. It felt great. Um, I didn't care that people were already graduated. Yeah. Who cares? This is my life. You know, yeah. not everyone's path is the same. Some are some are shorter. Some are uh, longer. Absolutely. That was me. I was longer. Who cares? I'm still going to be walking out with a, a degree from a grade school. Exactly. Um, and there's one part in in Rudy that really stuck out to me is when he decides, you know, he's not going to. The coach basically he's not dressing for any of the like last games, and he goes, "I'm quitting." Yeah. And one part I left out was he took a he took a job with. Um, oh, the, the grounds crew. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. At the um, South Bend, uh, the uh, Notre Dame Stadium. And uh, at that point, he said, you know, you're walking out of here. Even if you don't walk through that tunnel, you were walking out of here with a college degree yes. that most people don't have mm-hmm. back in those days. You're, you're walking out of here with a degree from a great, Amazing great school. school, yeah. So you're walking out of here with something. Yeah. I wanted to run out of that tunnel. For my dad to prove to everyone that I worked what? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also gonna walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't gonna never happen. Just because you don't run through those tunnels, you're you're walking out with something greater than that. Yeah. And um, that's how I felt. I mean, it's. I mean, every. It just it's a very relatable movie to anything you do. You're starting a business. You're. Um, starting a new job, mm-hmm. you know, you got to grind. You got to put the time in, and that's what he does. Absolutely. And he's someone, you know, in a movie to to look up to. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's it's so interesting that, I mean, so, granted, I've known you for a long time. Right. And I watched you graduate from community college. And to hear the story behind that, it makes me so proud that I was there like for you at that time because I had no idea that you were you know going through all of those things and and it's so interesting you know when I have people on here the way that they relate to their films Mm -hmm. Um, like you know I had Nicole on a while back your girlfriend and um, and she very much relates to Tula from My Big Fair Greek Wedding in so many different ways and so to hear you relating very similarly there's almost a ver- verisimilitude between your life and what happens in Rudy's. Right. And and it's interesting what we learn from films because Rudy is very much an underdog story. It The moral of the story is like work hard and you will get there. Right. Like if you put in the time and you put in the effort. Don't give up. Don't give up. And you get there eventually and it may take time, but everyone's on their own timetable. Exactly. Yeah. And once you learn that and once you accept that, um, I mean, even now, I'm I'm not at a job that I call career. Right. And it stinks. And like I said, <laughs> again, <girl> same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Nicole, same situation. Yeah. We're, you know, we think we deserve better. Mm-hmm. And I think we do. Um, but, you know, we look at, again, you think about it again. You see your friends who now have established, mm-hmm. they're getting houses. Yeah. Um. They're getting all these things. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're like, well, 
I still live at home. Yeah. And, you know, there's perks and there's benefits to that. But, you know, mm-hmm. you're at an age where, you know, it's time. Yeah. Um, But again, you, you like you said, you got to be on your own timetable. It's not for ev- things don't happen for everyone. You know, it's not cut and dry. It's different every time. And, um, and even now I think about that when I'm at work and I'm, uh, you know, I, I think about what he does mm-hmm. in the movie and like, I think he's even a, a, a what's it called speaker right now. Um, is I he? he? I think he does motivational speaking. Yeah, I, think I think that's true. I think he does. Yeah. Um, I think he wrote a book too. I think he wrote a book. I probably should buy it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm going to get in my career. She's going to get in her career one day. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, what age we are. Exactly. We're going to find it and you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's such a relatable movie, especially, and granted, like, I go back to our our generation specifically, this kind of elder millennial vibe. Elder, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a film where, like, we're at a point in, you know, society, economy, whatever, where it's harder and harder to kind of get to that place where oh, you yeah. want to be. Oh, God, yeah. And I mean, Rudy's a great example because he, he finishes high school, but he doesn't go immediately to college because his grades aren't good. Right. And then it's it's figuring out what his timetable is and 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 not getting bogged down by that of like if his friends are doing anything or you know, any of that stuff, what his family is doing. Right. It's him saying it's gonna take X amount of time for me. To do X, Y, and Z. Right. And I need to do these things before I can do that thing. And I need to get into Notre Dame before I can get on the team. And it's very much, like, I'm, I feel that way all the time of, like, I'm in the grind now so that I can eventually get to where I want to be. It's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. That's what it is. You got to pray and hope. It will. It will. Yeah. Like I said, it might happen in a year. It might happen in three months. You just, you know. Yeah, one door opens, another one closes, or vice versa, rather. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely think um, it's definitely the movie's just generated. I mean, when did it came out? When in ninety ninety three ninety three? So yeah. my birth year. Hey. So same season. Same right. <laughs> um, and Nicole's ninety two, so I call her Cougar. <laughs> She'll listen to this and smack me because she does. Um, but. You know, I, I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I don't think it, Rudy could have happened in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think. Um, much different story. Much different story. I mean, it just couldn't, I don't think it would have happened. I think he was, a, he was at the right area, the right time in life. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked for him. Yeah. I mean, for him, he played two snaps in football. Yeah. <laughs> All those years, he played two plays. Yeah. Two. And one was special teams. And if you play football, I mean, I'm not dissing special teams, but it's special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was long snapper, so I, I was special teams. Um, but, you know, it's not offense. It's not defense. Yeah. But he got to play. And I mean, in front of all those people. Yeah. Really good. And I mean, I think when we get to the end of the movie and like the whole team has backed him, that scene where they're all coming in and dropping their jerseys on the coach's yeah. desk. Because he doesn't understand what Rudy's gone through to get here. Right. It's like, it's so, one, it's so heartwarming. 
And then two, the fact that we finally see him go through the tunnel and then he's on the sidelines and you're like, he's not going to get to play. I and know. then finally he gets to play and you're just so you're excited. screaming his name, Rudy. Yeah. But like you said, it's two snaps of the game and then it's done. But that that meant everything to everything. that team. I mean, I, 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 tear, I, I don't, I can't watch that movie and not cry. I probably <laughs> cry about four times during that movie. Yeah. I, I mean, and I'm not a big crier when it comes to movies. Right. I mean, you can get me if certain things happen. But I I, I visibly sob yeah. at certain parts. And one of the parts that gets me the most is when he's sitting in front of that tunnel and he's going to mm-hmm. lead him. And he's like, are you ready? He's like, I've been, I've been ready for this my entire life. Yeah. You ready, champ? I've been ready for this my whole life. Then you take us out on feet. You know, he made a promise or he made the groundskeeper i can't think of his name right now he made the groundskeeper promise if he ever ran through the tunnel he'd be there and there he is he's seeing yeah. him and i mean it was it's it's a fantastic movie and it has a lot of lessons mm-hmm. you know and it's definitely a movie everyone should watch yeah. whether you like football or not yeah it's good if you like football it's an added bonus the movie's <laughs> not about football though yeah it's really not mm-hmm. it's about one man's you know hard work hard work he's climbing the mountain yeah and he finally gets the view absolutely so it's really well said. Thank you. It's a great metaphor. <laughs> yeah. I think Miley Cyrus uh, might have, yeah. <laughs> might have, you know, claimed that it's one. The but climb, it's the climb. That's climb. what they say. <laughs> and about how fast they get there, right? Yeah. Has anyone ever told you that you can't do something? Like, there's no way you can do something? No. Um, I've always had supportive people in my life. Um, at least in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe behind there, like, that isn't happening. Yeah. Um, I think I'm probably my biggest mm-hmm. um, person that would say that. Yeah. Um, but I've had very supportive parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom has been both a mother and a father for me. Yeah. Um, and my stepdad, he's very quiet, but he's very behind the scenes kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but they have never, I mean, even like I said, when there was times I'm like, I'm dropping out of college. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Like, I'm dumb. I had them, and that was that was tough. When so little piggyback on that again is um, I never told my mom I was failing. I never told my family like, hey, right. Um, we need to start writing out checks to yeah. go to school. Um, finally, I I talked to her. I mean, it was a big fight, and I mean, it was a big you know thing. But she was like, Tom, you can do this. You mm-hmm. you know. I saw you through high school. Yeah. And, you know, I, another backstory, I, you know, everything leads into it. <laughs> Elementary school through um, seventh grade. I was in front of child study teams mm-hmm. because they thought I had a learning disability. Really? That they thought I had one. I was not, I just didn't do school. Yeah. I mean, there were certain subjects I excelled in. Very good in social studies. Um, loved it. I was very good in English also. Um, they were my strongest subjects, but math and science couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, it's awful. <laughs> but, you know, they, they would do, and I was I was very lazy. Yeah. Um, one of the stories my mother loves telling me is um, the one time I had, uh, what was it? Uh, a news, what was those? Newspaper reports. Remember you had to get like a clipping? Yeah. What were they called? Um, oh my gosh. News reports. I don't know what they were called. Um, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my excuse the one time was, well, my, it was my mom's birthday, and I didn't want to wake her up. 
So I couldn't get a newspaper. So therefore, I couldn't do the thing. So a lot of times when my mom would show up yeah. to like, you know, meetings with these teachers, they would look at her like she was trash. Like, what is wrong with you? Why right. are you not taking care of your son? And she um, she was so confused. What are you talking about? And I mean, <laughs> after the meeting, they would understand, like, it's not my mother. It's right. me. <laughs> and I mean, I, I sat in front of a child study team in my sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made me do all the things. And I, I never knew what it was. Mm-hmm. But they were testing me for learning disabilities. And while I'm doing things, what is, what is this easy? Right. And they, they pulled my mom in. They said, he doesn't have any learning he's right. fine he's lazy <laughs> and she's like i know and right. you know fights there would be fights for homework yeah my mom used to like basically like ptsd with homework with me <laughs> um and then uh eighth grade came along i don't know i don't know what it was i have not a clue uh, i had one teacher his name was mr mcgyver mm-hmm. he was a former marine corps mm-hmm. uh guy um he was my math teacher. Well, because I wasn't good at math, it was definitely a remedial math. There right. was like seven of us in there, right? which is fine by me. I don't care. I'm not good at the subject. Yeah. If I have more individual attention, it's fine. I don't know what it was. I, I, it was him. Mm-hmm. But he like unlocked a door in my head <laughs> yeah. that was closed ever since I was a kid. Yeah. And what it was is it was my desire to be like, I, I enjoy school. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do the homework. I'll, I don't know. So I went from being, you know, a, a D to C plus student. So I, I, eighth grade to my graduation in, at, um, in high school, I never didn't make the honor roll. Mm-hmm. I would make, you know, the, um, the principal's list. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I, I met him and it just, something changed. Yeah. It was like a snap. And ever since then, and I knew I have the capability of being good. So when I was failing, in college, I was mm-hmm. like, why am I like this? And I was like, you know what? I just got to insert myself more. I just got to be more. Yeah. And and I did. And I, I found a passion for the studying I was doing, the, you know, for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I loved every class. It was a topic I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, even the forensics, which was heavy in math and science and really mm-hmm. had nothing to do with forensics. <laughs> I mean, I killed that class. Yeah. It was amazing. And it, you know. It was because I was, I was determined. Yeah, and um, just one of those things. It's you just look at your life, and then you can relate it to something else. No, so absolutely. Um, you know, it's there's a lot to my to my you know eighteen through twenty five life. Mm-hmm. So it's just a nice little backstory. Absolutely, really gives a little context of why this movie means something to me. Absolutely. Yeah, but I would say I am my biggest. Like, you can't do this. And then I'm like, just shut up, stupid. You yeah. can do this. You're just lazy. <laughs> right. You're still lazy. Right. And, you know, once I, I'm scary once I, well, if I get on, mm-hmm. if I have something in my sight, mm-hmm. I mean, I am tunneled vision for it. I, I, I'm, I'm not stopping till I get that. Yeah. And um, I'm going to work and do what I need to do. Um, You know, when I, for me, I used to work at a movie theater. Yeah. And it was a. Crap job. I met the greatest people, but the yeah. job was crap. And the only reason I decided to take a management position there was because in my head, I was like, I'm going to eventually move out of this place mm-hmm. and go on to a real job. And having management experience on my resume would be great. Looks good, yeah. And that's what I did. I, I gr- grind it through, being mm-hmm. yelled at, screamed at for no money. Mm-hmm. That paid nothing. Yeah. Um, 
And I knew I was like, one day it's going to help me because it goes on my resume. And then I got the interview at the bank. And then the bank, they saw I was a manager. Yeah. They loved it. So I did that. And then, you know, I grind it. I'm still at the bank, but I, I'm grinding. And then while I was in college, I had to do an internship. Mm-hmm. And I got hooked up with the congressman. Yeah. And I was interning at the congressman. And the reason I got that job was because I worked at the bank. And I had people skills. And I had phone skills. And yeah. I had um, all that. And for me, it's all been for the next step. So I have my vision in sight. Um, but, you know, you just, you endure yeah. until you can reach what you want. Absolutely. And so the goal is still... It's still law enforcement. Law enforcement? Um, definitely is. I'm still having shoulder, I'm having shoulder pains. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to get that worked out. Mm-hmm. Been doing physical therapy. Um, but we're, um, it's getting better. That's good. Gotta drop the weight, Nicole. Um, Nicole is a big <laughs> help for me. She's an inspiration when it comes to that stuff mm-hmm. where um, she makes me want to do that. Yeah. I like fast food too much. <laughs> That's my guilty pleasure. It's fast food. and But yeah, I have my idea that what I want to do in life, and I'm going to do it. Um, like I said, it just hasn't happened yet, but it will. Yeah, definitely. I'm so... Uh... I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's different, right? Different yeah. aspect on things you probably didn't know. No, and it's it's so funny because I've known you for you know, seven-ish years now, yeah. and I had no idea about any of that stuff. Yep. yep. And, you know, when I was, you know, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler was in the same position. He was sent by his parents, basically, to go to Rutgers, mm-hmm. uh, Camden, um, and he didn't like school just like I did. He yeah. was failing too. And he's a smart guy. Yeah. Well, he decided to join the air force, mm-hmm. join the air force. Loved it. Loves what he does. Um, he's moved on. I think he's working for either Boeing or Lockheed Martin. Oh. I mean, he's doing good for himself. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny. We both came out of crap. We both struggled and yeah. we're making things with it. Absolutely. And then, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, you say, I have tunnel vision. I know what I want. And, I mean, Rudy is definitely the same way. Oh, yeah. Every single scene of the movie is revolving around, how do I get into Notre Dame? How do I yeah. get on the team? How do I play? And it's, I mean, you can see even from your story, like, how much that same motivation, determination is now you're applying that in your own life. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people forget that message sometimes and like granted I struggle with that all the time of like oh what if I never get there or what if it never happens for me right and it's just constantly reminding myself like well you just have to keep working hard keep thinking of the next step like and I granted I struggle with it a lot and I think a lot of the younger generation sometimes struggle with it yeah I would say so I mean from what I've seen anyway (laughs) yeah I I would say (laughs) Our friend group alone, I know that's definitely a thing. <laughs> um, you know, I like to think I hold it pretty well. Yeah. Um, but don't trust me, it sits in my head. I mean, but you got to, it's like I said, you got to endure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's what do they say? It's um, uh, what's God gives the toughest, what is it? God gives the toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Something like that. It's something along those lines. I, I firmly yeah. believe that. God gives um, you like nothing that you can't handle. Right. He wouldn't give it to you. If you right. Didn't. And that was, that was also a big thing. Um, you know, staying faithful. Mm-hmm. That was big for me too. Um, which helped me get through things. So yeah, it was good. Absolutely. 
What is it about an underdog story that we like so much? Because there, I mean, underdog story has been told. Oh yeah, hundreds of times. It's just it's it's the little guy. Yeah, it's the person you don't expect. I mean, you know, the tortoise and the hare and mm-hmm. that. Um, I used to, you know, when we used to play football. I mean, in my school, I was the biggest guy, um, so I played in the biggest positions. Um, but the one thing my coaches always said, uh, well, two things is the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing was, and I, I love this, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, mm-hmm. but the uh, the size of the fight in the dog. Mm. And that's Rudy. I mean, oh, absolutely. that is 100% Rudy. So, I mean, you're rooting for that person because we all like underdogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just... Think I'm thinking, you know, even the Eagles, the Eagles when they win the Super Bowl, yeah, they were the best team in the NFL mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. Um, Carson Wentz gets hurt. Mm-hmm. They have a backup quarterback. They were the best team. Carson Wentz was going to be an MVP. Yeah, gets hurt. They go into all their all their games at home mm-hmm. in Philly. In 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 January. And they're considered underdogs in their yeah. own stadium. This was the same team, just minus their quarterback. Yeah. And they were considered underdogs. And being, you know, obviously an Eagles fan, I mean, we we embrace that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's us against Jews. It's us. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they beat the Falcons <laughs> and then they beat the Vikings. And then they're going yeah. against, they're going against the best. They go to the Super Bowl and they're playing against the best dynasty in football yeah. ever. Ever. I mean, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, Tom Brady, the best quarterback ever. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time. And you have a backup quarterback of Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah. And what happens? He goes toe-to-toe with the best quarterback of all time. Yeah. Throws a little less than the yards, but he, I mean, he tit for tat. I mean, yeah. right, bang, bang. And they win. And it's an underdog story. Yeah. Even though they were great. I So yeah. I think underdog... Um, it just makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good, you know, that that person put in the time mm-hmm. because they might not have been gifted size or strength from mm-hmm. birth, but they were gifted determination. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, another thing, I believe that, um, I can't think of the word. You can have all the talent in the world, mm-hmm. but if you don't apply yourself. Oh, absolutely. You're useless. Yeah. You can have no talent, but if you apply yourself hard enough, I, I firmly believe that you will do a better job. Oh, absolutely. A thousand times better than that person. Even though they're bred for that and they're made for that, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. This person wants it more. That's absolutely. A, and that's football. Who wants it more? And Rudy wanted it oh. more than anybody. Absolutely. Got two plays. <laughs> so I think that's why underdogs are, um, it's just people like rooting for them. Absolutely. You know, it's David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. You know. And it makes me wonder, like, if if part of it is that we just, we immediately resonate with someone who isn't in the position to, like, immediately go to Notre Dame, for right. example, or immediately get on the team. Right. And I'm wondering if there's there's some kind of human connection in that of, like, that could be me. Right. And for myself, I mean, I could very well be Rudy. Oh, yeah. You know, I know people that could be very well be Rudy. Yeah. We're not wealthy. You know, we weren't built with size and mm-hmm. this. And that could be us. Yeah. And that's why you root for him. Because, you know, he wasn't gifted the size. He wasn't gifted the strength. He, His athletic abilities weren't 
college football top-notch Division One. They weren't. But he, you just root for him mm-hmm. because he, he's trying. Absolutely. And he's trying hard. And it, like I said, it's the football aspect. You see it. He tries. But yeah. it's, it's the academics. It's the it's the will to work on this. For me, he works, for him to play college football, he worked on the thing that he could manage the most. Mm-hmm. He had the ability to change how he does academically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to change that you're five foot six. Yeah. You're not going to change that, you know, the most you're going to squat is this. Yeah. But you can change that you're going to get great grades. Yeah. And you can change your, you know, your whole life through education. And that's what I like the most that he does that first. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he had to, but right. He he addressed the things that were in his control. Control. Absolutely. That's the word, yeah. Well, and it's interesting his his story has it's revolving around football, but it's it's football's almost on the back burner for most of the story. Like it's constantly talked about. Yeah. There are not many like practice scenes or anything like that. Not enough. But yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> but instead there's these scenes of him studying really hard and he has to get a job and he needs a place yeah. to live and like he's coming from another place where he can't commute to school so right. he has to figure out you know what okay I can sneak in to the stadium and and sleep in the break room right. and I can get this part-time job here so at least I have money in my pocket. Right. But then I also have to work really hard cuz school doesn't come naturally to me and right. I need good grades. Yeah. It's just And he was going to work for free in the yeah. movie. He said he doesn't want to pay and he's like you're getting minimum wage. Yeah. And he just wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted. That's what he yeah. And you're right. He didn't care if he slept on the streets or in the in a boiler room. Yeah. I mean that's what he did. He mm-hmm. slept in a boiler room. Um, yeah, I just, any way you slice it, it's just, it's one of those movies that just, if you're in it for the football, you got it. Yeah. If you're in it just because you need, you know, pick me up. Yeah. I will always, that movie, when I have kids, they're <laughs> going to see that movie all the time. Yeah. I don't care. They need to understand. <laughs> and as you grow older, you'll understand new things about it. Absolutely. You know, you'll learn to appreciate me. Like I said, I learned to appreciate the father mm-hmm. after losing mine. There's things in that that just that hit me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. Um, but there's, you know, when you go back and watch it. Yeah. You know, when I'm a father, I'm going to be very supportive of my child. Mm-hmm. Whatever they want to do. Yeah. If they're a Cowboys fan, we're going to disown them. <laughs> <laughs> my child could, be, I, I say this all the time, my child can be gay. They can do whatever they want. They can, if he's a boy, he can go tap dance. He can ballerina. I don't mm-hmm. care. I will support him a hundred percent. Yeah. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'm done. <laughs> that is my line. And Nicole's dad is a Giants fan. And uh-huh. I hope he knows that, you know, Yeah. when we have a kid, he's going to be an Eagles fan. <laughs> he's going to have to deal with it. But yeah, that's my line. But yeah. I will be a very supportive father. And you just, you look at that. They watch the movie. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely a lesson of like, you know, what would the story have been different if his dad immediately was like, yeah, like you can achieve your dream. Like you can go and play football. Great. I think he had it in him the whole time. Yeah. You know, it, obviously having someone to prove wrong definitely mm-hmm. is a nice um, thing to keep in the back of your mind, keep mm-hmm. you going. But I think if he had the support of his father, I think, I think it, it would have been a smoother ride for him. Probably. Maybe his father could help him put him through getting a really nice apartment <laughs> or something. <laughs> little um, seed money, maybe. Right. Help something. him out. Um, but I, I think that's what made 
Rudy as strong as he did because he didn't have those people mm. except for the one person and he's he lost this one person. Yeah. So I think that's what made him determined. Absolutely. And, he, and it definitely brings a bigger sense of like redemption or victory because now he's in the game. Now his dad is proud of him. Now yeah. his dad is telling him, you know, I'm so proud of you. He's telling everybody in the factory, you know, all these things. And his family is finally, even his brother in the story is like, yeah. you're never going to play. Like, even though he is accomplishing these things, because right. it's almost like a jealousy thing. that Like he got out of the town. He's not working at the mill, like all these yeah. other things. And so there's a greater sense of victory there. And just, his brother was one of the biggest critics of him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You just want to punch him. You just yeah. But you, you got to think like, I mean, at one point, like you got, I I put myself in their shoes. Like, when are you gonna? And it's sad, but like, when are you gonna? This is this dream realistic? Yeah. Are you chasing something that's just gonna, you know, you're throwing away time of working and getting a family. You're throwing yeah. away time. But in his case, I mean, it, it works out. But yeah. you know, if he if it didn't work out, was that what was that for? Yeah. You know. So yeah, you can you can see it with the realist. You know, be realistic here. Yeah. But um. Wouldn't make a good movie. Wouldn't make a good movie if no. it was like that. Yeah. Well, and it would definitely, like, can you imagine if Rudy had never gotten on the field? Like, it would be such a downer oh, at yeah. the end. That would be, just, just sit, <laughs> not even like, he's just sitting on the sideline. Just like, Yeah. I mean, that's what he wanted. He, yeah. he didn't want to, I mean, he obviously wanted to play, but he just wanted to be out there. Yeah. And show his family, like, here I am. But yeah. to put him on the field. And be on the team, too. Yeah. Like, be there for the players as right. well. You got to remember, too, in that movie, they specifically, all the, I believe all they had to do was take a knee. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame had the football, mm-hmm. and they were just they could just run the clock out, and the yeah. game ends. Mm-hmm. But they decided to score a touchdown. Yeah. So that way, they have Rudy. another chance to get Rudy on the field, because he was a defensive player. He was yeah. an offense. And that's what happens. They they score. Yeah. And the coach is furious, but they, they send out. Rudy at that point, and that's I I think that's great because he has his his football buddies. Yeah. Um, that, um, his football buddies that uh support him too. I yeah. mean, not only putting the, the jerseys on the line, but you know, getting him in there. And I love the the blurb at the very end that Rudy was the last person to be carried out. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I mean, yeah. just think about all the the legends that played at Notre Dame. And yeah. Rudy was the one. Yeah. I got lifted and taken out. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting that you bring that up because I was curious about that because it's been, so he was carried out in 1975, right? Right. And so the movie's been out for 27 years. Been out. So I was curious, you know, has anyone else been carried out? As far as I know, no. One person. I believe it's just one person. I think they'll keep it that way too. So actually two people. Really? Yeah. They have, it's only been one other person since Rudy and it was in 95, and his okay. name was Mark Edwards. Okay. But I don't know who he is. Mark Edwards. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Sounds like his, a quarterback to me. Yeah. And I don't know, like, what the circumstances around that were. Right. But it's only been them. And wow. so, I mean, even 1995 was. I mean, not too long ago, but, I mean, that doesn't yeah. happen. It doesn't it happen It just often. doesn't happen. I mean, I mean, being carried out, and there's nothing that's the statue's going to be there to say, Oh, he's right. Out. But I mean, it's just that significance. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think that's, and like you said, there's, there's hall of famers that played at Notre Dame. There yeah. are crazy people and crazy good athletes that played there. And mm-hmm. Rudy, and yeah. this other guy, Mark, 
Um, so I assume Mark must have done something really well. I really hope Maybe so. Maybe he might have been a kicker that won <laughs> the game at the end. Maybe. So, um, yeah, Mark Edwards, quarterback kicker. I'll, mm. I'll bet you on that yeah. one. Um, but one of my favorite things, and it's um, it's such a joke on it, is um, so <laughs> college football, they have a, I think it's called, um, it's on ESPN every Saturday morning during, mm-hmm. uh, you know, college football season. Um, that's at college game day live is what it's called. Yeah. And they always plan out front of a, a stadium. Um, so, you know, they'll go to like, uh, Gainesville for Florida and they'll park out there and they'll yeah. have like, you know, big thing and all thousands of fans come around and they have signs. Mm-hmm. My favorite sign I've ever seen was, it was, it showed a sign that said Rudy was offsides. <laughs> <laughs> and it cracks me up every time I see it. Yeah. I, I believe he was, but I think it was a no call. I do believe he was offsides, and that would have that would have been awful. Right, like, that he was offsides. He got a penalty on right. his, you know, first time on a field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. Isn't yeah, yeah. Rudy was offsides. Um, <laughs> but from what I know, actually, and I don't know much on it because I only watched the movie, and I'm keeping it that way. <laughs> is that the movie definitely took some Hollywood. I heard that they yeah. took some. What, what's that word? Uh, liberties. Liberties. Mm-hmm. They definitely took some liberties on it, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I, I think the majority of it's correct, mm-hmm. and even if it's not, I mean, it's still a great movie and it teaches you something. But oh, absolutely. Um, but they definitely, I know for a fact, they took some liberties on yeah. that. Um, but I, I don't know any of them, but I know they're out there. So yeah. if you investigate it, yeah, we'll see what's actually <laughs> happened and what didn't. But the hustle was there. Yeah, the grind was there for him. Yeah. And I mean, granted, you can say that with most historical retellings in any sense. Right. I mean, sometimes Hollywood's got to twist a couple things because you, you gotta can't. Sell tickets. Yeah, you got to sell tickets and sometimes you can't recreate things. Nope. Like, sometimes it's just not as entertaining. And with Rudy, I feel like you, if even if you're not entertained, you're like, how is he going to get there? How is he going to get there? The whole movie. And so you keep watching because you're like, how is this, you know, five foot nothing, hundred pounds kid yeah. gonna make it to the Notre Dame football play yeah. like playing on the field? And that's what keeps us engaged the whole time. So yeah. even if the real story is, you know, boring or whatever, it's right. like the foundations of he worked hard and he yeah. got where he wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he played football for Notre Dame. Yeah. He wasn't a kicker. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would have been a size for a kicker. He wasn't that. Mm -hmm. So he got on that team one way or another. Yeah. Whether it was the way the Hollywood uh, portrayed it or, I mean, he got on that team. Yeah. No doubt about it. He had no connections. I mean, he, (laughs) like you said, he's five foot five. Yeah. You know, maybe 180 soaking wet. Yeah. Whatever he was. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it happened. He Mm -hmm. got there. Absolutely. You know, that's something to be. Um, it's Adam Rule. Yeah. And it's it's definitely a movie that's all about the story. And I was curious because, like, it's such an iconic, it's like the sports movie. I, I would, so. yeah, I would say, like, there. Rudy and, like, maybe Remember the Titans yep. definitely that's are, like, there for me too. the two, like, big sports movies. Yeah. And so I was like, it has to have won something. Like, there has to have been, like, did some. It? it did not. Wow. No Oscar wins. That wasn't in black and white in fact. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's, that's my opinion. You on knew. That. Yeah, I mean, and you got to remember, I, I crack myself up. And I mean, <laughs> even working at a movie theater, my taste in movies is pretty much trash. I mean, <laughs> if it has The Rock, if it has Kevin Hart, yeah. I'm in it. 
<laughs> and I'll love every minute of it. Yeah. But I mean, that one is just one of those ones that it's just, it's just fun. And it's, um, when I tell people that's my favorite movie, they're like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I know you think I have a trash taste and <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for Fast and the Furious coming out now. Yeah. Um, I was, I was curious if you were going to pick a Fast and the Furious movie oh, when I asked you. Oh Lord. That would have been awful when <laughs> Paul Walker merges off the road. Oh, yeah. My God. But no, no, no. It was a, for me, like, it was up to, not Rudy, but remember to tell you, it's a funny yeah. fact for you. Um, Nicole and I's first date, um, we went out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time we really, uh, first date. Um, we're talking, and somehow we got on the topic of movies, and she was like, I love Remember the Titans. And I said, what did you just say? <laughs> love remembers and she starts quoting it yeah i'm like oh my god i'm ready to get my phone like guys like this is it yeah i found her i found her like she's quoting (laughs) remember the titans and i'm like oh my god so then i threw one back at her i started being like oh you know i saw i saw fun home and they're uh i didn't see the movie but i or movie i didn't see the production but i saw it in the tonys and Mm -hmm. i was like oh the tonys i was talking about she's like you watch the tonys yeah Yes, I do. So now she's texting her friends. Right. I found him. Oh my God, he watches this. <laughs> um, that's just, I mean, that cracks me up that. Yeah. And I, so a couple, when was it? Um, well, we were dating at the time. So it was within the last two years. Um, the movie theater had a special showing. It was like some sort of anniversary. Yeah. I don't know what the anniversary was, but it was some sort of anniversary. Um, for Remember the Titans or uh, Rudy? Oh, for Rudy! I think it was like the 25th anniversary. That's probably that probably yeah, made sense. Probably. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Nicole, we are going. You don't have a choice. <laughs> She's never seen the movie. I'm like, you don't have a choice. Right. Like this is my movie. Yeah. We were the only two people in the movie <gasps> theater. The only two. I'm like, this is sad. <laughs> and what did I do? I went in the i I went out and got my tickets refunded and got sat in there for free. <laughs> but. Anyway, yeah. Girl on a budget, I get it. And we we watched it, and she, I believe she liked it. At least she told me she liked it. Yeah. She better like it, because it's a really good movie. Yeah. But yeah, just the two of us sitting in the theater, and just watching Remember, or I'm sorry, not Remember, Rudy. Yeah. And uh, it was just so funny, because at the beginning of it, it had like fun facts that would pop oh, up. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so it was really cool seeing that. And then um, just watching it with her, mm-hmm. I mean, that was great. She got to witness it with me. Yeah. Um. Like I said, if she took anything from it, I hope she did. <laughs> yeah, the football aspect, I know it's not her alley, but yeah. like I said, everything else in it, yeah. she can get it behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's nice to share something that's like very personal, oh, very yeah. close to you, to, to someone who you care about. Right. And like I said, I had a, you know, I had stories. I had backstories. Yeah. I, you know, this one, when I was going through college, just helped me. <laughs> and it, I think it pieced together things for her. Yeah. And I'm like, it's crazy that a movie could do that. Yeah. And just repeatedly watching it. And like I said, the music in it. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I would turn that on. If I had a paper to write, I was like, oh, I'm not doing yeah. this. I would turn on that music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like, I I, I, I want to be where I want to be, and this is how I do it. Yeah. Let's do it. And um, just, I don't know. It's, it's great. And it's funny, too, that the, Sean Astin. Yeah, I know. I, I, cr- I cracked up that he's the guy. <laughs> but, um, you know, when I, I saw something the other day, and it was like, did you ever see? I don't want to give spoiler alert. <laughs> Never mind then. But they were saying this is Bob from Stranger Things, and I'm like, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm like if anything, he's Rudy. <laughs> or he's Samwise. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so you better get it right. I'm like, Bob's late. We know Bob, Bob is late in the game. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, great actor. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's, what's his name? John Farview? Who? Uh, that's D-Bob. I think it's John Favreau or something like that. The guy who played Happy. I mean, he's in it. I mean, um, he's been directing The Mandalorian. Yes, John, what did you say? John Favreau? Yes. It's like F-A. F-A-V-V-E-A-U. There he is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't imagine he was in a lot before that. Vince Vaughn's in it. Yeah. I mean. Well, and Charles uh, Dutton, who plays Fortune, has been in a lot of stuff. I can't name a single one off the top of my head. But it, there's a lot of actors in there who you're like, I know him yeah. from something. I think his uh, his high school girlfriend who's like ready to get married, she's in a bunch of stuff too. Yeah. I cannot remember anything about her right now because I'm so focused on Rudy. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. a great movie. It is a great movie. So you liked it? I did. I do really. I watched it when I was a kid with, with my dad because he was, I don't know, for some reason there was like a football movie phase my parents would show like showing me movies and so radio was one of them rudy was one of them radio is a great movie he just recently passed away really yeah radio just recently passed a couple months ago oh sad sorry sorry we're shutting down gotta go (laughs) um so i remember watching it as a kid and i hadn't seen it since then so it's probably been like a good i don't know 10 or so years since i'd seen the movie so rewatching it was like wow i can relate to a lot of these problems (laughs) seriously and i I, i'm gonna ask you do you think you could you know watching that gave you any kind of inspiration like to pursue things and like to push on oh absolutely i mean i i currently right now i'm like still i'm in the midst of like trying to transition like jobs and things like that so like even watching a movie like now where I still kind of feel like things are up in the air and how do I get there and what do I do and how do I plan and so even watching a movie like Rudy that's like you just got to keep grinding is very much inspirational like even to like granted I'm not in school anymore, so it's not like I have the school thing right. or like I'm I'm unclear about the steps, but it definitely lights a fire in me to be like, okay, now I have to figure out what to do next. Right. Listen to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> when you're when you're bored. Just I, listen to it. One of the things I like about the music is that it's it's kind of timeless. Where like sometimes you see earlier like between like the 80s and 90s you see like historical fictions and the soundtracks are very 80s or 90s yeah excuse me rudy does not have that problem the music is very timeless it's very you could put that in a movie today and oh, yeah. it wouldn't feel dated no not for some of the parts no no nah. <laughs> god it's a great movie it's such a great movie I look, I, i'm probably gonna i have it at home i'm probably gonna watch it tonight or tomorrow <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I should have talked about this while I was on the on the podcast. <laughs> but it's been, I I would say it's been about about a year since I've seen it. Yeah. Um. But like I said, if it's on, yeah, I'm shutting down, I'm setting up shop, <laughs> watching it. Don't matter. Commercials and all AMC or whatever it might yeah. be on. But um, yeah, I just I just really like it, and I'm glad. Like I said, you obviously you've seen it before, but mm-hmm. if you didn't see it, now I think you have, probably have a new appreciation of it. Absolutely. Um. You Absolutely. know, I recommend it to anyone. You know, if you want a good movie, watch it. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not your run of the mill. Um, 
no, Tom. Yeah. Crap movies. <laughs> but, you know, I have good taste in movies sometimes. Like I said, I didn't, I, I'm shocked it didn't win anything, but then again, I'm not. Right. I mean, those types of movies typically don't win. Yeah. I just, I wonder what it won. I wonder what won that. That you know year. What? No, you know what? Hmm? 93, I think Jurassic Park came out. I think that's probably accurate. I think uh, 93, I think Jurassic Park is our time. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I get it. It had some competition, case. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I think, actually, I, why do I feel like I looked this up? I think <laughs> Shawshank might have oh. also came out in 93. Because I ha- I know Shawshank and Jurassic Park are like the same time. Right. And I think 93. It's a great movie. That was a great movie. That's a, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a, a really, really good, good movie. movie. That would be, I hope someone does that for you. Because that's yeah. a great one. It's a really good one. Oh, my God. Yeah, 93, what a year. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> what a time. I loved it. Do you want to hear a funny story? Sure. Um, so I was with my family over the weekend, mm-hmm. and um, they're all from, like, the Virginia, Maryland area. So it was, like, a drive, and so we all had this big dinner afterwards right. to, like, catch up and all this other stuff. And my aunt and uncle, they've been married for, like, 25 years or so, mm-hmm. something like that. And so I was talking about the podcast and, you know, all the stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm interviewing my friend. He His favorite movie is Rudy. And my uncle went, we saw that in the theater when we were dating. Wow. And I was like, wow. And uh, one, wow. And two, he was like, I was watching it and I, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand why I should root for him because he's not like a great football player or whatever. And I was like, right. first of all, rude. <laughs> and so he said, my aunt leaned over to him in the theater because he was like, I don't get it. And she was like, he has a brain tumor. He doesn't have a brain tumor. No. <laughs> and so my uncle went through the whole movie. He's like, I get it. Like, this that is why. Makes this makes sense. And at the end of the movie, he's like, they never mentioned the brain tumor part. And she's like, yeah, I lied. <laughs> Good for her. Got him through the movie. I but I was like, oh my gosh, why did you do that? And she was like, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> oh my God. That's terrible. I but know. At least it gave him some sort of, like, yeah, maybe that is inspiration. Like, America's yeah, got talent. Yeah, like, oh, he got through it, and he has a brain tumor. Like, right. he, he did it. Like, he he got the, no, All he just worked really head. hard. <laughs> I really don't think it's, like, a, a hard movie to, like, to no, grab. No, no, no. I think he was just young. I see young what he means, and, but like, <laughs> yeah. but he's not good. Why right. I, why? <laughs> why should I root for him? Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's the heart. Yeah, he said it at the table, and my dad had got this look on his face like, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> I love it. It's a really great movie. I was like, I, what is that, a sequel? Rudy 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious if he still does the, like, the touring. Yeah. And I wonder what he talks about. Yeah. Because I guarantee he probably, like, craps on the film. Yeah. Maybe. I'm just going to assume. <laughs> There's no evidence to back that up. But, right. You know, I wonder if he had any aspect of, because I think he, I think he did write a book, and then I think they took the book and that's yeah. what they made the movie out of. But and it's one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah. So, is there anything else we can say about this movie other than that it's no. great and inspirational? Yeah, I think that's the biggest part of it. That's, yeah. that's what you have to take out of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a football movie. It's an inspirational movie. Yeah, anyone can relate to it. Um. And I related to it even harder, mm-hmm. harder, even more. Um, when I was going through school, mm-hmm. it just made sense to me. Yeah. And it worked perfectly and it got me through times where 
it was very dark. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, dark in terms of, you know, mentally, but mm-hmm. I was the hard times. There was hard times. I had trials and it got me through it. And it's crazy to think a movie and a well, he's not a fictional character. Right. Um, but it it, it pushed John me. John Austin got you through. Yeah. Um <laughs> he's always he's he's that that guy. Yeah. He's a I mean, geez. He's a guy you want to get a beer with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even his, ca- I mean, obviously it's his characters, but yeah. I mean, even Sam in Lord of the Rings. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my God, there's a quote and I can't, I'm going to butcher it so bad, but it's <laughs> pretty sure he's on the slopes of like Mount Doom. Yeah. I'm getting ready to throw the ring. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen it now, <laughs> come on now. Um, <laughs> catch up. Catch up, seriously. <laughs> and he's like, he looks at Frodo and he's like, there's good in this world still, Mr. Frodo. Mm-hmm. And that's worth fighting for. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> As he's carrying this man up. Right. I'm like, man, just a, just a great actor. I mean, now I, I, I love the movie. I'm glad you watched it. Um, I'm glad I got to see that movie with Nicole. Yeah. And watch that movie together in the theater by ourselves. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about it Yeah, I, I think this there's been very enriching. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of movies that are like that. But I think that one, for me... It's mm-hmm. very close to home. Yeah. And it, it's hard. Um, you know, some aspects. Some aspects. Definitely not my life. I've ever had very supporting <laughs> family and friends. And right. They'd be like, yeah, go play Notre Dame football. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. I will. <laughs> but um, I love it. And I'm glad, like I said, you got to watch it again. Yeah. But, yeah. This is fun. This is fun. Yeah. I would totally do another movie if I could think of one that's maybe not Remember the Titans. I'll give you something new. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 7? Yeah, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, Rudy's up there because, you know, if you're at a sophisticated dinner, you're going to say, yeah, yeah, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pacifier. <laughs> That's Doesn't right. Matter. I will, like I said, with Rudy, I'll plant down. The Pacifier, I will stop everything. Right. I will watch it. It is, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I will right. watch that movie ever, every time. I never knew it was a Disney movie either. Right. I was like, wow, good good for you, Disney. I know. Yeah, you got Vin Diesel. See? It's such... I remember watching that and thinking, this is hilarious. I and it. I look back now and I'm like, it's kind of a silly movie, but it's just fun. Oh, yeah, it's fun. It's a, such a fun movie. Yeah. I'll, I, I stop my friends. They have to watch it with me. <laughs> it's a great movie. I don't care. <laughs> but like I said, if I'm at a dinner table, I'm trying to be sophisticated. Look how Rudy. Rudy. Does, you yes. know, the aspects and we can have an hour-long <laughs> podcast. Best fire. I'll probably talk for 15 minutes. But again, that's why I like it. That's, <laughs> Thanks for coming to my to TED it. Talk. This is why I love exactly. Best Exactly. There's a duck. There's a duck that attacks a, a terrorist. And yeah, they have a Peter Panda. And that's it. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you so much for coming on no the problem, podcast. Thank you. I will be happy to have you come back on and we'll um, talk about the past fire or something. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll fit it in yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We'll hang out a little bit after this. Yeah. Thank you again. Truffles. It's been wonderful. We'll go eat truffles. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Becky. Bye. I'll see (laughs) you. Another huge thank you to Tom Huber for coming on the show and talking about his favorite film, Rudy. Now, I remember leaving this interview just feeling so proud of my friend and all of his accomplishments and, and again, just learning things about his life that I don't think I knew the whole scope of or, or even knew about him in general, which is one of the reasons I love doing this show so much is finding out new things about people who I care about and new things about people in general. 
Now, since the recording of this episode back in January of 2020, Tom has recently accepted a position that is closer to the field that he is interested in and is very excited to continue the hard work towards reaching his ultimate goal in his professional life and in life in general. So I wish him nothing but the best and am continually proud of my friend. Also, I just want to say that I hope this episode keeps you inspired and keeps you thinking about the goal that you are going towards in your college studies, in your work studies, and anything that you are pursuing in life. I hope that this helps you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And don't worry, it may seem hard now, but it'll pay off in the end, I promise. Now, as always, if you loved this episode and you love the show, make sure you go back and listen to episodes one through 11 and make sure you also rate, review and subscribe because it always helps us out. And also don't forget to tell your family and your friends and your friends of friends and your family of friends and your friends of family and everybody in between. So that way they can get in on how much fun we are already having here. Additionally, if that's not enough for you, you can also follow us on Instagram at scopophilia underscore podcast, or you can also follow us on TikTok at scopophilia the podcast, or you can run over to Facebook and join our Facebook group, which is just scopophilia. You will find us there and we're talking about our favorite movies. So come and check us out. As always, I'm your host, Becky Teller, leading the millennial movie movement here on Scopophilia. And I'll see you all next Friday. Bye!